This is DZFE's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Daniel. Guitarist Radley Lakian cut his teeth on television. Recently, he has moved to the domain of classical music, where he seems to be making himself quite at home. Early this September, he embarked on his first international competition at the Asia International Guitar Festival and Competition in Bangkok. There is little rest for Lakian, as this November, he represents the country again, this time in Saigon. Before he flew to Thailand, Lakian dropped by the studio to perform and talk us through his contest piece, Roland Dion's Libra Sonatine. Now, as he prepares for Vietnam, we bring out his recordings. Welcome guitarist Radley Lakian. Libre Sonatine is a masterpiece of classical guitar composition. It's composed of three movements, India, mm-hmm. Largo, and Foucault. It challenges the technique and skill of even the most accomplished guitarist. So, Libre Sonatine is one of his famous works. Mm-hmm. It showcases unique blend of classical jazz and world music, as you've heard. Mm-hmm. The first movement, India, is a mesmerizing blend of Indian raga and flamenco styles. It's a showcase for the guitarist's ability to create intricate melodies and rhythms while also exploring the more delicate nuances of the guitar sound. Mm-hmm. The second movement, Largo, is a beautiful and introspective piece that highlights the guitar's ability to convey emotion and depth. It's a very slow and contemplative movement that showcases the end's gift for melody and harmony. The final movement, Foucault, is a fiery and energetic piece that showcases the guitar's virtuosity and skill. It's a technically challenging movement that demands a high level of skill and precision from the performer. Right, well, we can go through them one by one. Uh, the I think the primary thing one notices about the final movement is the player does not just play the strings. <laughs> yeah. So basically, the final movement is Foucault. Uh, translation, fire. Fire. Yeah. So there's a lot of things happening, mm. as you can heard, right? Yeah. It's a very long piece for me that I have to take time to learn because there's some types of rhythms there mm-hmm. that isn't for guitarists it's more like for percussionists mm, well one sees that <laughs> yeah one, one sees that yeah so there's types of rhythms there that maybe a percussionist may understand mm-hmm. but there's also types of techniques that are present in popular music mm-hmm. like for example the bass part on the final section of the fuco mm-hmm. which i usually perform with a thumb or in some cases for people who play bass it's called a slap Technique. Mm, right, right. So it's a slap technique is when you slap the guitar mm. or the string. On a certain string, it produces like this, of course, slap sound. Mm-hmm. And we got the snap one in which I pull out the string mm-hmm. from the guitar. I really like that piece so much because you cannot see it in any sort of pieces that some composers might do. Right. It's very unusual, these techniques. It's very unusual. Mm-hmm. Since uh, before classical guitar... I used to play in the band, of mm. course. When I learned this, it's very easy to me. Mm. Like the percussion stuff, the percussion <laughs> rhythms, like, oh, okay, I understand this. Yeah, I know these things. <laughs> yeah, I know these things. In the final section, yeah, yeah, I used to play the bass too. Yeah. So yeah, I understand this piece too. So basically, Fugu is a very complicated piece. 
it doesn't showcase virtuosity too, but it showcases how well do you understand Roland Dean's music. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I mean, you say it's complicated, and yet you seem to have had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been playing the pieces for a very long time. Uh, by very, a very long time, you mean less than a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving a little further back, there's the second movement. Some of our listeners might recognize a melody. Is that yeah, it, a melody from Disney. Yeah, that one. Usually, Rolandians like to play around some motifs and stuff when you insert some music. Mm-hmm. If you watch some of his concert, sometimes he's joking about Metallica and he's going to play that. Oh, no, I'm not going to play that. <laughs> <laughs> he's just going to joke about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes when he performs in concerts, he usually improvises a lot mm-hmm. instead of sticking to a material that he knows. Mm-hmm. So basically, Largo is a very intricate, melodic and harmonic, beautiful music that I've learned. It's very easy. Mm-hmm. But you need to be careful on the certain notes that you want to mm-hmm. or you want to attack. So basically, yeah, Largo. Mm-hmm. Right. And the first movement, I think the most interesting thing you mentioned about this is it uses a mix of Indian raga Indian and raga. flamenco. Yeah. Uh, those two influences are a lot closer than some people might think. Flamenco yeah. being Spanish is uh, a gypsy influence. Yeah. The Romani being an Indian people. Yeah. When I learned this piece, India... It really broke my mind because I think this is the most hardest one of the movements in the really? Lusonatine. Really? Because when you see it, there's different types of submeters that you have to understand. Like, mm. in some cases, it's a changing submeter piece. Like, for example, we're going to start in the first section with a 5-8, and mm-hmm. it's going to a 3-4, and it go to a 12-8. So you need to understand how well you understand your time signatures and your mm. tempo. I even laughed at this. I think one time we were uh, discussing this by Dr. Foss, and he just laughed at the, the section. There's a section there in the time signature called 3, 1, 4. So 3, 4 is a triple simple meter time, right? So when I add in one half, it usually adds an eighth note on the final tempo or the final beat of the piece. So when I play like 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, 1, 1, 2, yeah, yeah. 3, 1, 2, mm-hmm. in that section. So that... Basically, <laughs> I, I really, I really have trouble in that piece, and yeah. it's very difficult than Foucault. There's a third yeah, movement, yeah. and that is that's all the submeter. And of course, the intricate melody. Sometimes, when first movement starts with a beautiful sounding five eight, mm-hmm. then it transforms into a lento mm-hmm. section. Then it transforms with a percussive rhythm mm-hmm. that you've heard, and it's a very good piece to learn because even if you don't play the second or third piece. The first movement alone is enough. Yeah, good heavens. It's more than enough. It's like an entire piece in itself. Yeah. The variety of meters, it always keeps you on your toes. <laughs> yeah. This is basically, that's it. Yeah. Le Brusonatine. piece that one can tell why you would choose it for a competition yeah it's not an easy piece to wield but i will ask you nonetheless why did you decide to study this music i really wanted to increase my knowledge in let's say classical music or in mm-hmm. sight writing because back then i was in a band i usually don't do this sort of stuff i don't mm-hmm. usually read notes i mm-hmm. didn't usually understand 
musical intentions and musical dynamics. But when I read Roland Dienz's works, it's like you're learning geometry, like a musical geometry when you're reading some passages in his works, like, huh, what is this? Like, you don't even understand some parts that you wanted to understand. But basically, that's why I, uh, I learned this piece is because I wanted to improve my musicality mm-hmm. and my knowledge on some parts on the dynamics and articulations and stuff like basically yeah that's it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've been repeating over and over again that you were once a band musician yeah and i think i don't know but i think it reflects in the way you approach this piece uh, you have an easiness toward it an easy attitude toward recording i think my easiness attitude in recording because i usually perform on tv there's a lot right. of people watching right. me and there's a lot of pressure still i still perform like i'm a musician mm-hmm. not like a artist or like i just play chords or anything no yeah. i really played professionally even on tv mm-hmm. not just not just looks not just everything i just played professionally mm-hmm. in everywhere so in television every time i'm live like some people might feel like oh, I'm getting nervous. <laughs> Me, I'm just thinking, when am I going home? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe the attitude that I've had like that uh, corresponds to this mm-hmm. attitude that I now do. Because usually some performers might think like when they're playing, oh, there's certain notes that I didn't hit. I made a mistake in this part. In which case, it's just normal. It's fine with you. No, it's fine everywhere. In it's general, everywhere. there's no mm-hmm. actual perfect performances mm-hmm. you're going to make a lot of mistakes mm. but you at least you need to learn how to own it right well i guess you understand that better than anyone else <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. and uh, yeah the fact that once you perform something on live television that's that yeah uh, you, you bring it's it... going to be on tv and it's going to be in the internet sometimes i don't do stuff very correctly in the tv mm. sometimes i perform very well which case happens it's okay for me Right, that's wonderful. And it's great that you bring that attitude into the recording. A lot of musicians, of course, had to learn how to record during the pandemic. And they discovered that they like to take multiple takes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. During pandemic too, I like yeah. to take multiple takes because usually you can hear yeah. that. And of course, you have no excuses. Like it's a pandemic. If you make a mistake, you can redo it again. So, so there is a bit of a demarcation. You now are in a live uh, performance attitude as it were yeah right right always my attitude is like i look at it like it's a live performance mm-hmm. never like a recording never like a session never like a recital mm-hmm. i always think that this is it mm-hmm. live performance live performance even if there's less audiences or there's a lot of audiences so basically yeah you have to have that kind of attitude mm-hmm. so you'll be performing this in your upcoming thailand competition yeah in the asia international guitar competition why did uh, you festival. include this in your ammo drawer as it were is it simply because it's already part of your repertoire or something that it's already part of my repertoire mm-hmm. but as you can see it's very intricate yeah it's very lovely that's yeah. why i like to put it it's not that's something it. another guitarist would perform perhaps <laughs> i don't know <laughs> well we shall see we shall see will you be playing this as well in vietnam yeah i'll be playing that in vietnam too it's <laughs> yeah. a very hard piece Right. Uh, finally, uh, I think your guitar is worth saying a few words about. Uh, so my guitar is actually a model Hiroshi Tomura, 1979. Mm-hmm. It was given to me by Dr. Aberforas during pandemic mm-hmm. uh, because I didn't have a guitar during pandemic. I think the guitar that I was borrowing was from my brother's friend and it was a Bartolex and I broke it. Oh, good <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have a guitar during uh-huh. pandemic. So I asked Dr. Aberforas, 
if I can have a guitar that I can use for mm. during pandemic. And he gave me this Hiroshi Tomura. It's a very beautiful guitar. It is. Yeah, it it produces a lot of good sound and it produces good projection. Mm. I've been using it since then, and it's just my main guitar. Mm. I have a lot of guitars in home, but I usually prefer this one.
guitarist Radli Lakian in Roland Dion's Libra Sonatine. Lakian performed that work for a competition in Bangkok in early September. He will joust again, this time at the Saigon International Guitar Festival and Competition in November. If you would like to send your support, financial help is more than welcome until October 14. You can find Lakian's giving information on his Facebook page, radley.lakian. That's R-A-D-L-E-E dot L-A-Q-U-I-A-N. Again, that's radley.lakian on Facebook. You can also find his other recordings on his YouTube channel, Radley Lakian. That is all for this Maestro Filipino, DZFE's weekly feature for fine music in our locale. Each episode airs Saturday at 12 noon, the following Sunday, 12 midnight, and lastly, the next Thursday at 8 in the evening. Maestro Filipino episodes are uploaded every week on our SoundCloud and Spotify channels. Once more, this is Daniel, and thank you for listening.